The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 387 of the Spanish Announce Table. John, we're about a month away, nine-year anniversary. Hey. In the back of your mind, if you're thinking about a okay. gift or anything like that. Yeah. Um, What's nine but, years? Yeah, what is nine? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Hold on. When I did, when uh, I got bronzed for our episode, was that a year ago? Was that a whole year ago? Yeah. It, geez. You know, one thing that, uh, speaking of how time flies and you just don't even realize it, I saw on social media uh, seven years ago, yesterday, I think it was, Kevin Owens powerbombed Machine Gun Kelly. And I just thought, seven years ago, Machine Gun Kelly has still been that popular. Like that. No, nothing is been in our pop culture mind for that long for this long. Cause he's still here. Ugh. Oh yeah. He's still here. And yeah. Kevin Owens still fat. Watch the clip. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like for as much as they wrestle, how much he has to eat just like so much. He has carbs, to actively, he has to actively want to be fat for as much as they wrestle. He has to be like, Nope, we're doing two. We're doing a double. Yeah. Like, we are getting two pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Cause his, cause he's not, he's not the like big man wrestling style, right? He's not the Andre, the giant, you run around. I'm going to stand in the middle of the ring and bump. Right. Like he's the fucking flips and shit to a certain degree. And he's still fat. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, we got somebody in the Twitch chat. Um, uh, it's oh, Theo X 75 who I'm, I don't know if it's the Theo, I'm assuming it is. He says, so how was your experience with the in and out T-Mac? Oh, it was underwhelming. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> That's like, what I've heard about the in and out. It's fine. It's, it is not bad. There is nothing bad about anything that I experienced. There was nothing extraordinary. That's what I would say. Just like, just like what a burger in Texas. I had that in Houston. Just like well, Chick-fil-A I had what a burger here in Kansas City, and I'll say the same thing. Although I used to have it in Oklahoma years ago when I lived down there, uh, but Theo confirmed in the chat that yes, it is Theo, and he said report T Mac for slander. I'm Again, cutting your break lines. He said, look, oh. it, nothing was bad about it. But if you, you think come Tom to Kansas- uses his break, yeah, come on, <laughs> no, all breaks, all gas, or all baby. gas, We're moving no, all gas, all the no time, breaks. baby. Yeah, um, yeah, look, Theo, Tony Stewart, ever- no breaks. Ooh, Ooh. breaks there, Tony Stewart. Um, Theo, if you ever come to Kansas City, meet up with us. I will take you. I don't even know if this is national, but it's I've always grew up with it. I'll take you to a place called High Boy. I think it's Big Boy nationally, but locally it's called High Boy. Same thing. There is not a difference except for they put Thousand Island on their burger, but there's no other difference. Yeah. At some point, a burger is a burger. Like you can only season it so many ways, right? Like you can only cook it up so many ways. You can only put lettuce on the thing. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you can dress to get all the different kinds of burgers. But to me, like every time somebody talks about one of these burger joints, it's always about the basic burger, right? Like it's not Mm -hmm. like you got to try their triple avocado 
Miracle yeah. Whip, whatever. Right? That's, right. that's an actual. Yeah. Um, it's always just their basic, you know what I mean? Lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, all that kind of shit, right? And you're like, fine. But none of them are any different than, I, none of them have ever made me think, I will wait in a line for two hours for that. Right. Not the Shake Shacks, not the fucking nope. Whataburgers. Not, I've never had the in and out but I guarantee you all think the yep. same thing. Yeah, Chick-fil-A yeah. chicken sandwich, fuck out of here. Look, awesome. Yeah, sometimes I'll want it. I might wait 20 minutes, but you're reaching mm-hmm. my limit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like you're reaching yeah. my limit. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it was fine. Like I said, nothing was bad about it. I had it twice to to mm. indicate that I liked it. I went back, right? But Tim, for our nine year uh, podcast anniversary, we're not flying out to go to In and Out. You get what I'm saying? Like it was fine. Oh, damn it! Sorry. Cancel the tickets. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler alert. But again. It was cool. It was fun to say animal style. I want a double, double animal style. That was fun. It was fun to say. Now I've said it, you know. Well, uh, all of that aside, we're here to talk about pro wrestling. And if lose any of our streamers on the Twitch or the YouTube, and if you're listening to this later on the podcast. We got some news. I mean, if you're listening to this on the podcast later, you're not as cool as the people watching live. I will say But you are still cool. Well, you're 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 super cool. cool. You're like Orange Cassidy. There's the live stream viewers, and then there's you. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. You know what I mean? Perfect. Well, yeah. we're if in there were, somewhere. Eh. <laughs> but if you were graded, you would be an A minus. That's where you're at. Still great. Not as great as an A plus. Yeah. Um, Tim, we got a lot of news to talk about. There was oh, a lot man. of legitimate news. Uh, let me. This is some me, of the biggest um, news we might d- have ever discussed when it's all said and done. And maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. But let me. Uh, draw your attention to legitimate. This isn't rumors. This isn't, yes. um, this uh, scoops.com. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't wrestle wrestle insider. Yeah. All that. No, this is legitimate real stuff that we're going to be talking about. Well, so let's get news. into it. Right. Exactly. This is right. it. <laughs> Patriot act, January 6th, uh, uh. lovers, wrestling.net. This is fucking real stuff that we're talking about here. So freedom Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good one. All right. So the biggest news that, that comes out this week. And I mean, it, this, this, it kind of slow rolled to hit me about what this means. Right. But the wall street journal, the real news you're talking about mm-hmm. comes out. And is like, here's a story about Vince McMahon. And you're kind of like, okay, usually that's a financial matter. Right. Or something. But then mm-hmm. it says, WWE board investigating hush money payments by Vince McMahon to former WWE employer or employee, $3 million. And it's like, yeah, don't they do that all the time? Like, I thought that was normal standard practice from WWE, right? right? Like, I'm like, oh, I thought, yeah, and I'm like, oh, let's see what this is. But then it starts discussing about how it was hush money for a sexual relationship with Vince McMahon, this employee who was like a paralegal and then got mm-hmm. a $200,000 raise and, and a promotion out of nowhere, right, mm-hmm. when everybody's getting COVID released, right? Well, that's, that's the interesting part here yeah. because, again, what can be argued in a court of law if they do take him there, right. And try to, or even they do a vote of uh, no competence, right? Like he will try to keep his position as CEO. You know, the the thing he can say is $3 million is my money. 
it was a consensual relationship. There was no, you know, type of forced, uh, you know, interactions or anything like that. It was a consensual me and this lady, right. Had a relationship. I paid her $3 million out of my pocket. I think the interesting part is what you just said there. You go from making a hundred thousand dollars to $200,000 during a time period when budget cuts and people were getting released. Now that's where the business can say, hold on. There's a conflict of interest here. You're now taking money out of our pockets to give to someone that you're having an intimate relationship with. That's the interesting part here. Because again, I could say, look, what's my business is my business. I still ran the company. There was no loss of you know, funds or anything like, yeah, check the books. It was all the same, you know, profits and, uh, you know, uh, the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. But if you start to say people are getting raises because they're sleeping with me, that might get you booted out. So that's the most interesting part for me is the raise. Well, it is. But then another interesting part rears its head where it sounds like John Laurinaitis was intimately involved in some of this as well. And I I stress the word intimately involved. um, Look, rich powerful people and we're, and we're talking Vince is a one percenter right like Vince is oh, yeah. fucking mm-hmm. you know yeah uh they have weird things right like they I mean you know well, look, weird is a subjective term but right you know and and again I guess yes John Laronitis was brought in there was some type of quote where this lady was being shared quote like a toy in this report right I would go back again Because in the bedroom and relationships are are a fluid situation, especially as we progress year over year, right? Yeah. If it was consensual to me, that's a, that's a non story. Hey, three people wanted all hang around and start touching holes. Whatever. Right. Like that's not my deal. I don't care. Ooh, Tom coming in hot. With touching holes might be an episode. You know what I mean? (laughs) You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't judge people. I don't care. I don't want you to know what I'm into. No holes barred. All right. Uh. Right, yeah. (laughs) No holes barred. (laughs) I don't want to know their kind of stuff. So, like, as long as it was consensual. Now, again, if there's conversation about I was forced to then... Now there's coerced consent. And then there's, you know, I'm not saying any of that applies. I have zero knowledge of any of that. Yes. Yeah, I will. I will. I will be more apt to hear details of that situation if things are alleged in that regard. But if not, that's a that's a that's a fringe detail on the story. That is Vince McMahon could lose his company. That's the story. So, well, and here comes in even more stuff. And I'm going to jump out to the chat streams again here again. If you're not watching live, you got to get with it. We're on the YouTube and the Twitch and I got two chat streams going here at once because i can handle Ooh. two at once time pause on that all Easy. right anthony carrillo on the youtube chat says mo money mo problems and yeah i mean that's kind of where we're getting here right like these the the thrill seeking is an elevated level when you're in power positions right so sometimes that's where this bleeds into like office things like this so, i mean look uh, we've seen a president in our lifetimes tom go through similar situations with with employees or subordinates um and Theo, oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep. mm-hmm. Well, even a, I was know, going with the last one, but you went with the nineties. That could have went with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. JFK. Yeah, yeah, all of them. You all the way back. Um, 
Theo says, yeah, slick Willie. Um, Theo also said in the Twitch chat says, if it wears a skirt, Vince will chase it. And he's right. But I wonder if that includes Perry Saturn. And he also says, I'll bet. <laughs> said, I'll bet John made his victim wear his old moon dog wrestling gear. And again, we don't know that this is a victim, right? Right. <laughs> but that is a That's, funny yeah. mental picture. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But man. I will- ooh. Well, so again, the the interesting part to me is that there is legal grounds for the board to have a vote of no competence for Vince McMahon, which then essentially kicks him out. So from what I've read is to me, yeah, and what I've read here, and again, I don't know what that, what I read actually would be able to verify this is true, but like that Vince isn't, he doesn't hold the majority of shares. But they created their own bylaws around those shares to where he holds the majority voting power. Now, I don't know if there's provisions for yeah, your voting power matters in, in aspects not concerned to you. Right. I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, his daughter sits on this board, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Exactly. And, and his, then, well, his wife's still on the board or did she recuse herself during her political runs? I can't remember. I think she recused herself. Yeah. I think once she's decided she's to run for Senate and failed uh, numerous uh, times, then she uh, recused herself. That's, the inter- that's another interesting detail, though. This comes out. I don't, I don't know exactly when this investigation started. It seems like it kind of started a few yeah, months they said, back. because They said they started knowing in March is when like the well, WWE board started understanding what was going on. And what, what are we in June? Is this June? Yeah. Yeah. June. And what was it? Uh, May. Was it May when Stephanie left? Maybe she's maybe when she smelled smoke and was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And so uh, another thing is Kevin Dunn is now possibly being investigated for insider trading because around that time he offloaded a million dollars worth of stock or something like that. Yes. And there was a big stock sale. Right before the news broke here just a couple days ago. So it sounds like a lot of people could go down. We could see potentially in a worst case scenario for the McMahons, anybody tied to that family might be out of power. And that will be a whole new world that the wrestling world hasn't seen in like ever 50 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everything's up for grabs then. Who knows? Yeah. Is Nick Khan? in charge then or did he know too and they're like you get the fuck out of here too but who was who's like isn't it just like who's who's left when we start saying well vince we can't ask you <laughs> like seven we jeff jarrett jeff who's jarrett on the board of wwe i don't even know anymore it's it's gonna be all the way down to jeff jarrett and we're gonna get tna 2.0 that's what we're gonna get jeff jarrett and sean michaels are over there in the corner be like i don't know you trust the guy <laughs> <laughs> So th- then again, the interesting thing is if Stephanie knew she got out before the going got tough. So that's an interesting part. As you did mention, uh, Kevin Dunn getting in trouble with insider training trading. And there's two things you don't mess with us on. You don't mess with the taxes and you don't mess with stocks. Look, Martha Stewart was at the height of her powers and she did some insider trading and she went to jail. She went to actual jail, right? Mm-hmm. You don't mess around with stock market. And then obviously you don't mess around with taxes because Al Capone was murdering people and went to jail for tax evasion. Like those are two things you don't fuck around with. Yeah. And one of those things Kevin Dunn messed around with. The other interesting thing on this legal news of WWE 
is going over to Vince McMahon's other old company, XFL. He is now going into a legal matter with former XFL commissioner, Oliver Luck, for payments due to him. And so now he has those legal issues. By the way, Oliver Luck, very rich. Not a man who can just be like, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to extend this six months. I guess I'll just take my ball and go home. He's got money, not to the extent of Vince McMahon, but he's got FU money to where he's like, all right, let's do this two more years. Like, I'm good. So not looking good for Vince. And I kind of like it. Yeah. Here's my takeaway. And again, I don't like it as far as like people are suffering. I don't like that people are suffering. But I told you this off air and I wanted to say it because I think the IWC needs to have a quote unquote, come to Jesus moment right now. We as a, as a community will get around people who are toxic and push them out. There was Velveteen dream, uh, Jimmy havoc, Joey Ryan. We kicked these people out for doing horrendous things. And I applauded the community for doing that. Again, I don't think you should have your life ruined, but I think the current thing that you're doing, you got to go find something else, right? Go work for Target. Like you can't be wrestling matches anymore. You got to go, right? But at every turn, Vince McMahon has proven exactly who he is. At every single turn, the person that you think he might be is exactly who he is. And so I challenge the wrestling community to stop supporting his business. Look, I understand you might love Big E, you might love AJ Styles, but the person making all the money is Vince McMahon. And the only way, because again, Vince McMahon has sponsors, right? Vince McMahon has corporations, but at the end of the day, Vince McMahon still has enough money to where he could run shows across the country and still be profitable. So the only way you hurt someone like that is in their pockets. So stop watching and stop going. You know what I mean? We have the information. This isn't a thing where it's like, you know, I love AJ Styles and I really like Liv Morgan, but this man, it just seems like he's, uh, you know, icky. No, we know he is. He is a legitimately more than not bad example of a boss. And we need to kick that person out. And with kicking him out is his company. He's they got to go. Yeah, look, he's a sleazeball human being with a lot of money to continue being a sleazeball human being because he has the power to kick out people who won't be a yes man, mm-hmm. basically out of his world. Mm-hmm. Like one of his good friends who's done that and in, in huge positions of power. And it just is what it is. Like he, it's part of the reason we don't really watch their product anymore. We've, yeah, like, both of I kind of end up, both of you and I both independently kind of came to that like, dude, fuck this guy, and I don't want yep. to watch it anymore. Don't want. I don't want to support my... it. Yeah, it's just like ask yourself, ask yourself, not you, just the general you. Ask yourself if the main event of a local wrestling show was Velveteen Dream versus Joey Ryan. Are you going to it? Most likely, you're gonna say no, and that's good. But then you can't be talking out of the other side of your ass saying, but Monday night's got to watch Raw. Who's going to be the fourth member of Judgment Day? You can't. You got to look. I'm not saying in every aspect of your life, you have to be the best, truest form of yourself. Obviously, we make 
moral decisions on a daily basis, right? But there is a thing called moral exhaustion. It's real. So I understand. However, we have enough information over 30 years that this person isn't good. And so at what point are we going to say, you know, enough is enough and it's time for a change, quoting Owen Hart, and like kick this company out of here until new ownership is taken over. That's when I will go back. If there is a Vince McMahon is out, you know, his inner circle has been removed from WWE. We're going to go with, I don't know, again, maybe Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I'll go back and I'm like, all right, well, let's see what's happening here. But until then, I, I don't know how you, again, yeah. the, the, the general you, is, is, is accepting watching Raw and SmackDown because you like, uh, you know, Ben Balor or you like Roman yeah. Reigns. Like, it's just, you can't do it. Uh, hitting the chats up again, Anthony Carrillo in the YouTube chat says, what about Shane O'Mac? And from all I understand, he was still estranged from kind of the well, family. He got fired. Moment, wasn't he? He ain't in the yeah. company. Yeah. That was just this year. Wasn't it? That was like yeah, January. That was January. <laughs> He's gone. He's not even in the company. Um, and, uh, Theo on the Twitch chat said, you think Vince will be overthrown from WWE? It's all right, Tom. That's the question. Is this happening or does Vince skate by yeah. business as usual no. until he's dead? John Laurinaitis, this is my guess. John Laurinaitis takes the fall. Got to go. See ya. Then we're probably going to hear in three to four months. Right. But then we're probably going to hear in three to four months, uh, the Bella's mom divorce him. Because remember, he's married to the Bella's mom. uh, And then he's out of there. Right. I believe then someone else. There's going to be other people that we're just not familiar with. Right. Kevin Dunn's out. Maybe, well, that's the person who could be serving jail time. That's that's a different conversation. Again, stocks and taxes, you don't mess with with America. So that's a that's a different real situation. As far as WWE, I think Vince stays on in a limited capacity. Serve like 20 years in prison. Yeah. Especially because I don't know the amount, but if he sold, you know, more than a hundred thousand shares, like yeah. The I more mean, the shares, get, like, I think they the can, I think max the is 20 years, they can go on that. But I think like, you know, you get several months to a couple of years, depending on how you cooperate or don't. Right. And, and so, yeah, his situation I think is different, but with Vince McMahon specifically, I think maybe, uh, outwardly there is a, well, Vince McMahon is going to now take a reduced role. Uh, you know, Stephanie McMahon has now taken chairs, but then. But then it's like Vince is still showing up backstage going like, cut to camera three. We need to see Finn's dick. It's like, it's still going to be business as usual. I mean, we need to see it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? I with think, Vince? I think, I, yeah, I think he doesn't either. I think like, you're right. John Laurinaitis gets publicly blogged and fired. And I hope Kevin Dunn goes to jail, which is a weird thing to say about a human I've never met. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it were to happen, like, and, and everything was going out, you know, like Vince is on his way out and everything, uh, we've kind of discussed this, like they would probably, somebody would come in your ESPNs, your fucking Fox, somebody's coming in and they're buying it. They're yeah. buying it. NBC for their over the top. They're going to make an offer that the board's going to be like, here, clearly we don't know what the fuck we're doing. And they'll sell for fucking bargains and everybody will make out. Uh, mm-hmm. literally and, and, and with the money and hey, from the sounds of it, everybody's making out over there. Yeah. Uh, and then, Ooh. you know, that's how that would go down, which would just then be weird because then 
it'd be similar to like remember when WCW and Eric Bischoff and they had that like here's vice president of Turner Media Communicate like somebody will be running it who's an executive businessman in TV. WWE yep. will just continue to be a more commercialized bullshit, even worse than it is now. Probably there'll be no semblance to real wrestling ever again. Not that and that's a whole lot fine, of to it. <laughs> but like that's good. Look, not everything needs to go on for the existence of time, right? Rome is not the number one power in the world. Evolution <laughs> happens and things fall down. WWE can fall down. It's okay. Life yeah. will continue. It's going to be fine. They're a horrible run company by what all accounts is an evil man. So hold to your moral obligation of you being a good person and stop supporting it. Like, well, you don't talk to me about WWE. I'm being dead serious now because now I'm working myself up here. Don't talk to me about how fucking good WWE is when Vince Man's running that company. Because fuck yourself. Like, it's it's a horrible run organization <laughs> by an evil person. I remember Tom telling me before, he's like, I'm going to clean it up to where there's less cuss words when we go yeah, live on the show. Yeah, yeah, I got this clip in, but now I'm being serious. Like, that guy, seriously, you're, you're a, like, yeah. you have the information. Again, look, I have an iPhone. I I know iPhone and Apple probably has business practices that if I dug in deep enough, I probably wouldn't be happy to have, right? I probably want to get rid of my Apple phone. I'm not saying I'm perfect over here, right? However, there's enough in your face situations with this company that like, what are you doing? And there's an alternative. There's plenty of alternatives. There's independent yeah. wrestling. There's uh, impact. There's new Japan. There's AEW. like, you can't just be like, what GCW. Yeah, there's GCW going Central States the Wrestling in Kansas City. Exactly. So, uh, well, and we encourage you folks to tell us what you feel, just like our friends here are doing in the chat. We want you to be our friends. Uh, Anthony Carrillo in the YouTube chat says, fans shouldn't just stop watching it because of Vince, but more so because it's a horrible product. Hey, well, and then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, that's a different, but again, that can be subjective, right? We could say it just it makes it all the easier, right? Like right, exactly. the product yeah. sucks. So and why do you even good, do it? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and Theo says boo Apple. So yeah, throw your iPhone I, look, at a bus, teammate. Yeah, look, I I if there was another alternative that was as user friendly, I would definitely be into it. But like there's two there's two phones in the market, both are kind of mm. shitty. So like what am I gonna do? Yeah, right. Well, before yeah. we get into the next big news story, Tom, I want to bring up, uh, you know, occasionally we like to have a beer sponsor of the week. And this week, I'd like to shout out our beer sponsor of the week. Nobody. Aww. Nobody gave us some money to go buy some beers. And thanks, nobody. We got beer for you. And water. Because nobody. I don't drink now, beer. If you want to do what nobody can, uh, <laughs> send us some money. Go to SpanishDownsTable.net. There's a PayPal link. Tableshow at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up. You know, we'll gladly take some of your money. We'll drink some beer that you tell us to get, and uh, we'll tell everybody how great you are about whatever you got going on. We're here for you. Or if you want to, you know, support the shows in other ways, you know. Yeah, and definitely keep communicating with us. We always like hearing from you. By the way, if you are on the YouTube stream in the future, uh, you will know that we had a beer sponsor every week because that is the only time I drink beer 
while recording is when we have a beer sponsor of the week. So there you go. Uh, X zero uh, X eighty one in the YouTube chat says Madison Rain Footface <laughs> going oh. back out with some retro <laughs> retro <laughs> Spanish announce table clips. Oh yeah, man, yeah. she Madison has Rain Footface. <laughs> she Madison seems like Rain. a fine person. Look, yeah, it looks like know. Kevin Bacon. We say, yeah. Look, look, I got caterpillars for eyebrows. I, you know, we all yeah. got something, but like, yeah. yeah. Well, good segue with the TNA because who used to be in TNA is now in the news, and that is the charismatic enigma Jeff Hardy. So we've known Jeff Hardy has had a, abuse struggles, right? Substance abuse mm-hmm. struggles, and that, that, as is the case with folks who have substance abuse struggles, these are not always a linear progress, right? Sometimes it's two steps forward, one step back, so on. This Jeff Hardy one is kind of bad once we started hearing the details of it. So he gets pulled over at ah, 9 in the morning, and is they've had several 911 calls, the policeman says, on the dash cam, and he's swerving all over the place, and he is literally can barely stand up. And they did a blood alcohol, and it was, what, 0.294? Mm-hmm. And I heard an expert talking that, like, 0.35, and you're, you're near death. Mm-hmm. Like... This could have been bad for Jeff Hardy. And uh, he was that bad. How did he not kill somebody in rush hour traffic? Like, yeah, this one, I don't know if Jeff Hardy might not actually serve time on this one, man. This, this, look, for as as, uh, worked up and as passionate as I was about, like, stop supporting someone who's doing bad things. I'm going to go on the other side here and it's not because I like one person more than the other. Anyone who's listened long enough knows that like the Hardy boys, young bucks style of wrestling just isn't my thing. So it's not as if I have some special place in my heart for the Hardys, right? It's just, you know, addiction is a real thing that like, even with your most, you know, valiant effort, you're still going to fail. So like, this is the part where you just, you have to get help. And it, even if you like, you can't do it yourself, your inner circle, not, you know, not Chris Jericho's old group, but like your, you know, support system has to like step in and say, you got to stop. Because the other thing that's a little bit of a head scratcher, and I'm going a little bit more higher level view here is apparently you know, one of the charges was that uh, Jeff Hardy shouldn't even be driving because his license is suspended and all of that. So how is he getting a rental car? Apparently he was using the license. Apparently he still had the physical copy, even though it was suspended. But like, it. and again, I know that like, especially with a new company like AEW, maybe their operations aren't at the level of like a WWE or an NFL yeah, or a major people league baseball. People know he's driving and people but know people, he's driving that know he can't drive. Right. And that's like his brother knows he's driving from town to town. His brother's not being like, yo, no. Right. Exactly. That's the part that's concerning to me is you have someone who obviously has addiction problems that when their addiction arrives at their foot footsteps, uh, they're driving and may be affecting others. So like you can't turn a blind eye to a situation like that. That's the part that really frustrates me is like, Hey, you have someone, like you said, uh, addiction and overcoming addiction isn't a linear thing. You don't just go well, step one, step two, step three, you go step one, step four, step two, 
go back to square one, step one. Like it's a constant moving uh, battle here. And so when you're, you know, friends and family are just like, oh, he shouldn't have a license, but he'll make it from St. Louis to Kansas City. It's totally fine. He can drive that. He's not drinking right now. It's like, look, maybe he's not drinking, but he might go to jail for breaking probation if he's going 70 and a 55 and he has no license that he should be driving. He's like, not drinking right now, but what happens when he does? Well, and then that's and then he's got a, the a, car. a scarier right. thing, right? Like, right. that's the part that's concerning. For me, I want Jeff Hardy, and this isn't like, I want him out of here, but like, I think it's time, again, we find him, or he needs to find something that's like doing different because it just shows that this lifestyle is just, he can't handle it. And it, like, it's sad to say, but like, it, it's apparent. This is the third company. This is WWE, TNA, and now AEW. Like, you've done this consistently in three different companies in one industry. Like, you have to switch industries because you can't handle it. Like, it sucks. Yeah, well, and just first and foremost, like, he needs the help. Like, this stuff kills you. I've had two loved ones in my, in my, you know, mom's side of the family die from alcoholism. Issues. Oh, it's like, yeah, it happens. Like my uncle passed away my first day at central Missouri because we were driving because he was on the way to Warrensburg and we were going to go pick him up. And he died because of uh, being intoxicated and he choked on his vomit and passed away. So like, yeah, alcoholism, I've lost three uncles from alcoholism. Like it's a real thing. And it's hard because uh, I saw Matt Hardy's wife being like, look, we can't be with him 24 seven. And that is true, right? Like at some point you gotta be like, Hey, like I'm going to sleep. He's got to, you know, he's right. got to be able to sleep. Right. But again, the thing that's the most concerning that I think people should be aware of is that like, he shouldn't have been driving and it's been known that he has been. So like, that's the detail that your support system needs to. Well, work and he on. mentioned something about need to go to the doctor for a brain scan. And I was like, dude, are you just trying to get away from the cops and make it seem like you're not drunk? Or like, are you also getting brain well, scans and drinking and doing spots and doing like, it's, it's time, right? Like it's time. Yeah. Yeah. I took that again, as someone being intoxicated saying like, no, 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 no. The reason I'm doing drunk, this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, again, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know the details, but uh, it's sad. It's very sad. And it's just because he seems like a genuinely good person, right? Like from all accounts outside of this addiction problem that he has, everyone speaks in such high regard as him helping others or him, you know, being giving and losing a match or whatever it is. So it's like always a smile with the fans and stuff like, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, again, I I don't want to disparage. And I know that like addiction can hit. It's not a it's not a like a moral failure on a person you know what i mean like right. i've never thought that it's just yeah it's now i'm starting to say like hey this is a moral failure of the surrounding community right like yeah let's exactly. help this guy as much right. as we let it happen around us like because we knew you know it happens man like swept things under the rug everybody had you know but that's at some yep. point you got to step up and be like oh shit we can't do this anymore. like you know how I many times we've had a dry family get together you know what i mean mm-hmm. like because yeah people can't handle, couldn't it. handle it you know right yeah yeah. Oh, uh, Anthony Creo in the YouTube chat says, what do you think of Booker T's comments that AEW is to blame? I mean, I think like 
I think Booker T was trying to say something similar to what we're saying, but like, I mean, it seemed a lot more direct and like mean spirited when Booker T said it. If uh, that no. makes sense, but well, uh, what? Okay, so what I think we're trying to say is the lifestyle of a pro wrestler is something that is showing that Jeff Hardy can't handle. Yes. What Booker T is saying is because he does a swan Tom bomb and a W allows it to happen. Yeah. That's why he's doing that. Booker T is the second dumbest public speaker in the history of fucking mankind. Like whatever he says should just be disqualified. He is talking about Booker T right now. Yeah. He is right here right now. You talking about Booker T right now. He is a non-contributor to society. He had a great wrestling career and everything after that has just been white noise. Like why anyone pays attention to that gas bag of an individual makes no sense to me. He is the worst public speaker behind one other person. And I'll let you figure out who that is. It's not in the wrestling industry, although it's adjacent, but like he is so dumb with everything that he thinks spoiler alert, the first person's Donald Trump, but like, yeah, I was going to say, Booker I was T- like, it's gotta be Trump. It's gotta be <laughs> yeah, Trump. <laughs> but like Booker T is a close second. He is just so obviously just nothing. He says, I tried to listen to about three minutes of his podcast. One man, this is bad. It's I, not good. Hey, look, we're not breaking the bank with this one either, but I think it's because of our speaking. Right. Because people don't like me. And that's fine. <laughs> he said, X0X81 says, did Booker come up with the shucky ducky quack quack? I mean, we got to give him credit for that. <laughs> for being not good. <laughs> entirely, that's one of the credits I'm giving yeah, best things, One of the best things he comes up with doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> that's the stupidest thing he's oh, ever said. Theo gave us a clip in Twitch, which is fun. I'm learning this Twitch thing. People watching can kind of clip as they go along and make little clips we'll have to watch that i gotta get twitch Twitch, I like this yeah well like i said the twitter wasn't wasn't taking off so well twitter is taking off when we live tweet during a right. w dynamite right for live tweeting live streaming though that's the twitch and the youtube that's where we got to be at, right yeah. so that's where hey. we are and right. we're in your ears if you listen to the podcast definitely and again uh if you're bored during the shows of aw Join us at table show or hashtag tweets table. And we live tweet during every single dynamite, every single rampage. So be there or be square, which did you know what that term means? Be there, or be square. Not around. Exactly. Isn't that fun? Look at That's that. Fun. That's learning. Things. Uh, so what we thought was a news story probably isn't was news breaks. Sasha Banks gets released from WWE and everybody's like, Holy shit. Sasha Banks is released from WWE. And then somebody asked WWE and they were like, um, that's the first we've heard of this. Right. We'll let you know if that changes. Yeah. So you kind of hit on this. Yeah. Uh, where so the journalists in pro wrestling, right? The journalists in pro wrestling. We have the wall street journal who <laughs> by their accounts say that like WWE is a fringe niche, fringe niche, part of their business like it's the the eighth layer of the onion that they pay attention to and they break this story about vince mcmahon 
Yet you got these dorks over here. Dave Meltzer, Sean Rossap, Wade Keller. We're real journalists. We're breaking news. The only things they freaking do is they tell us the spoilers of main events, which is a dick move by all accounts, and then things that they've heard. Get the fuck out of here with your journalistic fucking bullshit. You're a dumbass. You guys are all dumbasses. You can't fucking find the real story about Vince McMahon, but then you have hearsay from a janitor at WWE that Sasha Banks gets released and you fucking write that. And then when people are like, what are you talking about? Like, well, you got to understand from a journalistic standpoint, you have to understand what the word report means. Fuck out of here. You guys suck. Well, yeah. You guys are and leeches just, to society. It's you guys always, are- it's yeah. always, we just got word that Randy Orton was going to main event SummerSlam, but now he's injured. Like, okay. But yet the real news was, Vince McMahon might get kicked out of the fucking company a la Steve Jobs at Apple. You know what I mean? Like, he might be ousted. And again, like, who cares what the main event of SummerSlam could have been? Let's just watch it. Let's just watch it. Let's just watch it and find out. Isn't that fun to just watch things on television? Uh, Hey, you know what? I'll hear you on this even. If SummerSlam comes around and we have SummerSlam and whatever match happens, if we hear... Breaking news, uh, you know, so-and-so surprise debuted at SummerSlam. We heard word that this was in plans from back here. Like, hearing it retroactive is a cooler story than you telling me, like, midway through that, like, well, it was going to be this. Be like, okay, but it's not. Exactly. As far as I knew, Randy Orton was just taking a break, man. Like, that's all I needed to know. Yeah, you you telling me the – I would rather you tell me, hey, in – the Matrix, it was going to be Will Smith, but it ended up being Keanu Reeves. That's interesting. You saying before the fucking movie comes out that the red pill and the blue pill has two different outcomes. That's a fucking asshole thing to do because now we're going to watch it. They were going to make them green and yellow, but they made a command decision. Yeah. Like, mm. and so again, Pepsi got to him and wanted it to be red and blue. Like, like these, these guys are just. They're leeches on a niche community. They are a bad version of TMZ. Like Theo TMZ in the Twitch is, chat said those three are only alive because oxygen is free. I mean, probably. And I'm not just, I'm saying them because they are the, the, the pinnacle of this wrestling journalist, right? Well, like plenty. I'm not, there's plenty. Yeah, yeah. There's a million. I'm not just saying it's only those three and everyone else is good. I could make a laundry list of how many shit people there is in this community that do this stuff. But like, I find it interesting when you report like uh, financials, uh, if you care about it, which again, none of us make money off of ratings, but if you want to report ratings, I understand, but all of the hearsay nonsense stuff, get out of here. It does not go follow Leonardo DiCaprio and just, Take pictures of him because that's essentially what you're doing in the wrestling community. And guess what? I bet you're going to make more money in TMZ doing that than you are telling me that Sasha Banks got released before it actually even happens. And even if it does happen, let it happen. What makes you so cool that you? I said it first. Let it happen. Jerk offs. Yeah, they better not break the news uh, of when Vince McMahon goes to AEW. Oh man, 
of the McMahon family, Triple H included. Uh-huh. If you were a bet man, I put a gun to your head and say, you got to put $100 down. Who is, they're all kicked out of WWE. Who is the one person that you think is going? Shane. It's Shane. This Triple H is st- like Stephanie and, and I think Vince were so ingrained in the actual company that they'll have too much pride and they'll be rich off their fucking, you know, nobody's going to be broke after this, by the way. They'll all oh, be yeah, no. fucking billionaires and ultra millionaires. Yeah. Right. They'll make out with more money than they, than they entered with. Um, mm-hmm. But Shane is just that guy who's like, I mean, look, him and Tony are going to do some coke. And they're going to work a deal and he's going to go out there and he's going to fucking beat up John Moxley and, you know, with some fake punches. And there we go. That's how it'll go down. I mean, that's who, a good why, Who do you think? You think Trips? I think Triple H. I think yeah, Triple I mean, he H. He loves the game, say. right? He loves the game. And he, he would love that, like, sh- that, like, showering of affection, right? But so I was Shane. He, that's why I said yes. Shane, because he's an attention whore. Oh, he very much is. But I think Triple H would say, like, I've always had this burning desire to get the recognition of being the promoter, right? Because when he did NXT, everyone was like, that's great NXT, but that's really Vince McMahon's company. I think he would love to say like, this is mine. And again, I Tony Khan would still own the company, but you know what I mean? Like, I think, or maybe he even starts his own. That, that's another good question. Like if they all go away, who would start their own? Well, the I thing that's getting H. missed here is the Freddie Prince stuff that we've never really touched on here. Freddie Prince Jr. is starting a pro wrestling company. Like he's actively involved in. Like he's starting. He said he's got funding for like two to three years of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, he's a connected man with money. Oh, and he wants uh, the. He could um, hire Triple wrestlers. H, and fucking, um, you know. No, well, he could partner with Triple H. I don't know if he has the money to pay Triple H. Maybe not necessarily. Like well, Triple H was making COO of a, but like he right. could do some stuff and spots. Yeah. What I mean, like he could work yeah. with. Triple H, right, they right? could, they could, they, and they have together. an established relationship. But if you listen to Freddie Prince Jr.'s uh, podcast, uh, Triple H doesn't like him. They don't mm, like each other. Yeah, but you know, when you're itching to oh, get yeah, the money game and clear your name, yeah. But I think it's interesting with Freddie Prince Jr. as we kind of pivot to a different story again that we haven't really talked about. Um, I think it's interesting that he wants the wrestlers to be in the Screen Actors Guild, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. get well, the benefits of being. Be. Well, let's not get into that conversation. That's a nine-year conversation we've been having. I mean, all those like, I mean, the Undertaker, Steve Austin, all of these people for twenty years of my life have been actors on television. Yep. Tim, you're preaching to the screen actors. They've (laughs) even been on fucking movies, which so I'm sure they've got some SAG credits. But like, uh, the writers. Fucking yeah. should be getting if they're not. Uh-huh. I don't, yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yeah, all of it. But what was fun this week, Tom? As is every week. Fucking yeah. AEW. Road Rager, St. Louis, Missouri. Fucking fun. Let's talk about it. Unless you had more to discuss about these. No, news let's get right topics. into it. No, let's get right, right into it. So we kicked it off with oh. what I thought was Oh, I almost forgot. Okay. We can't do that yet. We have okay. to say thanks again to nobody being the beer sponsor of the week. Buddy. But you could be so like we nobody. Kicked it off. Yeah. So we kicked it off with what I thought was going to be the main event of the show. Uh, a hair versus hair match. Chris Jericho versus Ortiz. 
Now, before we get into the result, what did you think of the match? There was so much chaos. You had uh, the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. You had Santana. You had Jericho Appreciation Society. You had all of that on the outside. You had Chris Jericho and Ortiz on the inside wrestling. What did you think of the match as it as it was? Fine. I think we've seen Jericho's better days in his like match prowess, right? But like mm-hmm. he still does the like he'll tell a story in that ring, you know. Yep. Um, and I thought it was good. I honestly thought it was going to go the other way, and I felt a little disappointed when the match ended up how it did. But yeah. it didn't shock me, I guess. You know, I I thought that as well for a certain moment in time. Because, again, when you watch the pay-per-view, you kind of saw some bald spots from Chris yeah. Jericho. Well, for me, it's just, like, moving forward. Like, you know, Ortiz will shave his head and we'll be like, oh, yeah, fine. But, like, he'll look fine with a shaved head. He does. Like, it fits right. the character just fine. But, like, the story of Jericho with a bald head is, ugh, like, man, where we could have went with that. That we can't go well, those places with Ortiz. Well, so... I don't think we're actually done with hair for Jericho. That's just a hunch. I have no, look, I'm not Sean Ross Sapp in here reporting fucking things I heard from AEW when they're in Kansas city last week. I'm just saying, I think, cause again, this whole storyline, if you, if you go back to the Genesis of this story was Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho, right? I think come hell or high water, after blood and guts, I think you're going to get Eddie Kingston shaving Chris Jericho's head for his friend Ortiz. That's what I think. That's just a gut. Right. That's what I think we're going to get. Now, with that being said, let's right. talk about the match a little bit. So Eddie Kingston gets in there behind the ref's back. He gives him the spinning back fist. Chris Jericho ki- kicks out at two. Thought that was great. Oh, I thought that was it. Yeah, and that's a, the other thing, and credit to Chris Jericho for this, is, you know, pro wrestling storylines tell you, like, the minor character, which is Ortiz, and no offense to him, but the minor character of Ortiz isn't going to overcome the ultimate boss, Chris Jericho, so, like, he had to lose. However, because Chris Jericho has so many times lost matches being the big bad villain, like, it could have been a believable outcome that Chris Jericho lost this match, that's what I thought was interesting. But nonetheless, so yeah, Eddie Kingston gets the back fist, kicks out at two, just like you said. I thought that was a finish. You thought that was a finish. Great false finish. That was one of the best false finishes of the year. Then we get uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society trying to get one over on Ortiz. He kicks out at two. But then at the very end, we get Wego Del Sol coming to ringside. And then he gives like a pipe to the head to Ortiz. Jericho wins or his baseball bat, yep. a baseball bat to the head of Ortiz. Chris Jericho wins. Then we get the reveal. It wasn't Fuego. It was Sammy Guevara. So what do you think about Sammy Guevara in Jericho Appreciation Society? So that aside, they got me. I didn't oh, yeah. realize it was Sammy Guevara until he like, bef- like when he was standing on the stage, arm in arm and he was smiling and I was like, oh, fuck. Because yeah. the teeth gave it away, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh fuck. And and Sammy, and I think they've done this before. Didn't they do mm-hmm. Sammy as 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 Fuego? But because the whole time I'm like, the fuck are they gonna do with Fuego del Sol in this in this storyline? I was like, this is fucking weird, right? Like I was like, this is stupid. Uh so they had me. And the Sammy Guevara back a line thing, I guess fine. Like I haven't liked Sam anything Sammy's done 
outside of the inner circle, I guess, mm-hmm. right? He just didn't yeah. feel as big. I thought they were going places with the Ty Conti thing, but they can still do that with his character, mm-hmm. right? That's still a thing we don't like about him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Carrillo says that was a brilliant move uh, in the YouTube chat. And I just, yeah. I, but now is the Jericho Appreciation Society it's starting to get big. Right now we got six folks in it. And is it just the well, inner circle plus 2.0 and Daniel Garcia? Like, yeah, it's just the inner circle, except for you take out the tag team of Santana Ortiz, you put in 2.0, and then you add Daniel Garcia. Like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Should I have thought, just stayed the inner circle. Exactly. Just call them the inner circle. I thought for a quick moment, because like you, I thought it was also Fuego del Sol. I thought they were going to pivot out of this storyline and go to a. Chris Jericho is now the father figure to Sammy Guevara's best friend, Fuego del Sol. And then Chris Jericho maybe goes after Sammy Guevara to then get the Sammy cheers that Tony Khan and Sammy are obviously wanting. I thought that's where they're going to pivot to something like that. But then again, yeah, it's Sammy Guevara. I think, oh, and also in the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society is Tay Conti. So now they have a female presence. So thought that was interesting as well. I think. Sammy Guevara in Jericho's new group, which is essentially his old group is kind of a rushed safe move. I think it's a, you know, maybe it's contract or whatever, trying to get your money's worth out of Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is going to be on the show almost every single week. And so we're trying to get Sammy some heat. So let's just do what we already knew worked the first time and have him stand next to Chris Jericho, right? Like you could have done the Sammy Tay Conti. We're making out. We love each other. Obnoxious heel thing apart from this whole storyline. Yeah. So, mm, right. But in this match, you know, this segment, what it was, I thought it was great. I thought this by itself was awesome. If you don't think too hard about the future blood and guts, how big the Jericho appreciation society is, all that stuff. thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Now let's move on to Wardlow taking on 20 security guards. Now, fun Hmm. fact, uh, some friends of the show were the security guards. Niles Planquet, Dan, the dad, uh, Mike outlaw got to see some good friends of the show. Uh, uh, The quad father was in there. Yep. Quad father as well. I think Jake I thought, the Garden Snake was in there as well. I don't know if he caught that one. Yep. Oh God, that yeah. was that was the best <laughs> line ever. That was the best line ever. Jake the Garden um, Snake and Thinner Mahal. That was a yeah. Great thinner night. Mahal. Thinner <laughs> Mahal is my favorite. <laughs> you ever said Thinner Mahal? Um, what'd you think of this? I thought this was fun to show non-wrestling fans. Like, look how much of a monster this is. But what'd you think? But I have an issue here, right? Okay. I get the optics of stacking folks for multiple pins, right? Edge did it with, um, what? Who was it? Uh, AJ? Daniel and, Bryan and Edge. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan and, and, yep. Yeah. Um, but they're all supposed to be on their back still, right? Mm-hmm. Only one of them motherfuckers half the time was on their back. Yeah. And then, like, did he eliminate some guys just by kicking them off the ring? Like, the so, like what happened here? That was Dasha's fault from what it was being said later. She didn't understand the rules. She thought it was a battle Royal one versus 20. So when they dropped, 
she thought they got eliminated. It was actually by pin or submission. So she kind of jumped the gun on that and didn't know the rules, which, hey, well, it happens, but also it's live TV. I agree with you. Some of the pins didn't make sense because they were just laying on their stomach on top of someone else. That's not a pin. You know, Roman Reigns did this to Edge and Daniel Bryan, but both of their shoulders were on the mat. Right. To the best of my knowledge. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's what well, was it's weird just, about it. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, technically, the other guys pinned the guy. Yeah, you, you exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You gave them the pinfall. What I just and then it's it's like this case has now been dismissed, and it's like, well, wait, what the fuck are we talking about? Well, that was fun. That's <laughs> the fun. That's the fun part of the wrestling that I liked. Is if again you're showing this, you know, for example, my father-in-law is a state judge, mm-hmm. telling him that this case was dismissed. You know, like that's fun. Like we're gonna giggle yeah. about it. We're gonna laugh. It got the desired result, right? We got the fun thing. I think it was a little bit too repetitive as well. Like I get when we watch action movies, it's one person at a time or two people at a time. And then the hero overcomes, but it was like that move over and over. Yeah. He did the same spot three times. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and it just, it was cool during the middle of the match when the security or after the match, whatever. And they were entering the ring that what it was a couple weeks ago. And he's, hammer fisting each one of them down as they come in right one yeah. through 20 yeah but this was a little hokey this this felt like we jumped the shark a little bit yes now again i think we're buying time because it was said last week but scorpio sky is not 100 percent. i think they want to do wardlow scorpio sky <laughs> for the tnt championship so we have to you know keep wardlow hot but yeah but make can sure you face that- ethan page like yeah, well, not this week, because, again, we'll talk about who he faced later on. Uh, but, yes, they could have done something like that. Now, yeah. well, Anthony Carrillo in the chat, he says, I'm ready to see Wardlow feud with someone. We've seen him beat up enough guards. And, I, yeah, I think that's kind of what Tom is saying here. Like, I think it's it's anointed at Scorpio Sky. It's going to drop that title. Wardlow's going to have the TNT title. They're going to put him on a show or two, like a fucking Conan or something. Yeah. Looking like a million dollars, outsizing everybody, you know, with that shiny yeah. belt. Now. And again, that's going to be fun. Scorpio Sky can make people look good. And Wardlow obviously looks good being the top guy in the match. So, you know, yeah. all the boxes will be checked there. Uh, I thought this, again, was fun. If Go show this to a non-wrestling fan. Like, hey, man, there's this new badass in pro wrestling. His name's Wardlow. Check this out. They're going to be like, wow. And I bet you in three weeks' time, they're going to be like, so is that one guy that beat up all those security guards? Like, what's he up to? They're yeah. going to ask. You know what I mean? So yeah. I thought it was fun. Like, again, this isn't going to make anyone's match of the year list, yeah. but it was a fun time. Well, sometimes you have to tell the story over a couple of weeks, as we've said, and a couple of yeah. weeks going by and he's just beating fucks up. And so now we've checked that box, right? Now it's exactly. time to go on. Now, I do want to point out, because I said it on Twitter at table show during the show, uh, AEW had their most dangerous moment in their entire company's history during this segment. I get it. We like when we come into your hometown to get some famous people to be adjacent to AW, right? When we're in Milwaukee, Giannis is sitting court or uh, ringside. Awesome. Kansas He's Giannis, City. Yeah. Chiefs were there. Kansas City. Yeah. You had the offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's fun. And I get it. And it's always, everyone does it, right? Everyone in entertainment wants to look cool by having someone else cool with them. However, you cannot buy 
any account have Matt Hughes even close to maybe getting into a physical altercation. Like, I get it. Nothing happened, but it could have, right? He could have tripped up a stair. He could have uh, fell into Tyron Woodley, which again, you got Tyron Woodley. You know, the last time we saw him, he got knocked out by Jake Paul. Like, that's not a cool guy. No offense, but he ain't fucking cool. And then you got Matt Hughes, who was hit by a train. And if you don't know that, you just think you got some sad old man trying to get up some stairs. I thought he was like, drunk. Yeah. like I didn't know who he was. I had to ask you because I was like, is this guy drunk? No. And again, Matt Hughes is an all-time great uh, UFC champion in the welterweight division. He was George St. Pierre before George St. Pierre. He lost the title of George St. Pierre to kind of so, but pass the torch. But like, what we've talked about where AEW doesn't do good enough about like not understanding when somebody might not know something. Right. WWE will beat you over the head with it to the point of ad nauseum. AEW right. doesn't do it enough. I didn't know who Matt Hughes was. I understood enough to know by proxy. I knew Tyrone Woodley was a St. Louis. I was like, okay, this MMA fighter. But then he starts yeah. stumbling. And I'm thinking MMA fighter. I'm thinking active MMA fighter. He's stumbling all over the place. I was like, oh, man, this guy have a one too many? Uh-oh. Yeah, no. Fucked yeah. up the spot. But no, that's when I asked you. I find out like, oh, shit, no. This guy yeah. was like, shouldn't be there. He should not be there. If you want him a there have them wave from the crowd like that's fine but like yeah oh, and anthony and carrillo in the chat says he looked like someone who had a stroke and i mean i mean a stroke will cause some similar effects i'm sure yeah like yeah he is not healthy enough to be in any type of he look dana white had him once come to the ring and he felt uncomfortable about that. And Dana White knows Matt Hughes almost better than anyone else. So, like, if Dana White said, hey, we tried it once. We don't want to ever do it again. You shouldn't be like, hey, well, let's try it over here. Let's have him stay next to Wardlow. Like, it was just don't ever stop. You got to ask some questions. This reeks of, like, they were there as, like, guests, right? They probably comped some famous people tickets. And then Tony Khan took a liking to him in the back. He's like, let's put you guys in the ring. Let's get you. Exactly. You guys can throw yeah. Mark Sterling in a throwaway thing. And yeah. yeah. So did not like it I, again. That, that honestly made me like, I get it. Right. You, Cause you also think like, Hey, it, he's just walking up some stairs. and going to stand in the ring. I understand what, you know, again, I don't know do all the work you think. Right. Yeah. But still just don't ever do that again. Ever, 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 ever think before you Ask some questions before you make those decisions. But nonetheless, let's keep going. After that was one of the matches of the night. I honestly thought this was the match of the night. And it's weird for me to say because one of the competitors is Will Ospreay. So it was Will Ospreay taking on Dax Harwood. Man, it's so hard for me, Tim, right now. Because... I really like FTR. Yeah. A lot. But they like Bret Hart. Like yeah. that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Damn everything it. else about them but that. Well, yeah. and they look like some cops. I wish they didn't yeah. look like some cops. Yeah. <laughs> but it like, fits their gimmick, oh. it's fine. Um yes, and Dax Harwood has started to Is he starting to outshine Cash Wheeler a little bit here? He's the one with all the pump you up talks, are are we see is Cash Wheeler gonna be this generation's Marty? I hope not. I hope not, but maybe because Dax is having great matches with CM Punk again. This one with Will Ospreay, he did and again heartfelt Cash was, promos. Yeah, loves everybody. 
He's great. He's great. We could, I don't know. Again, that's a wrestling trope for their credit in their three-year history. AEW really doesn't do too many of the tropes. Now, again, it's wrestling. It's wrestling. So you're going to have some of it, false finishes, things like that. But, you know, but you could be onto something because this was great. The other thing that I thought was interesting, I wanted your opinion on this, is you had, and again, I just love AEW sometimes for this reason, when you're a hardcore fan like we are is you had the Rev Pro heavyweight champion and Will Ospreay taking on the Ring of Honor tag team champion in an AEW TV show. Like, isn't that fun just to say? Just that We are still waiting on our fans, the Spanish Announce Table Nation, um, comic book nerds out there, need a better term for the forbidden door, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking just the pay-per-view. I mean... This reference to there's somebody from another company working in this company. It's not forbidden anymore. Right. Everybody's doing it. WWE is yeah. even doing it. It is definitely not forbidden. So what's a better term, right? Is this the fucking portal to something? Like what is the term that you oh. Dungeons and Dragons freaks use? I know it. I know it. <laughs> what is it? It's uh, um, from the, the Spider-Man movie. Uh, multiverse it's the multiverse it's the multiverse it's the multiverse that's what it is it's like is that what we'll say like when they're when they're coming through like yes i I get it like coming through the forbidden door you know what i mean like it fits but like let's call it something else because it's not forbidden because everybody's allowing it now in fact we're booking an entire event around it (laughs) it's not forbidden yeah (laughs) explicit Um, it's a it's 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 encouraged at this point yeah, the encouraged just, door. I think. I think. Yeah, I would call Anthony it. Anthony Creel says we should call it the glory hole. Hey, listen, we're all about touching holes here on the Spanish announce table. We addressed that earlier. I don't know if you caught the beginning of the show, but yeah, that's I it. We're calling it the that. glory hole. I want them to I, name this pay per view the glory hole. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind either. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like it. So Osprey give gets royalties to, to Anthony Carrillo. There you go. You'll get a penny. Uh, Osprey gets the win. He does the little hit to the running elbow to the back of the head. Uh, then we get a returning Orange Cassidy. Huge pop. This was yeah. one of the louder pops for Orange yeah. Cassidy. And I've told you this before. When Orange Cassidy is used sparingly, you get the maximum value out of Orange Cassidy. There are certain wrestlers where you need them week to week. Eddie Kingston, I would think, is one of those, right? Where it's like, hey, the way you keep them hot is you keep them in front of people uh, and their attention. Wardlow, another example of like, you want to keep them uh, this big, big badass uh, beast? You keep them on TV week to week. But with Orange Cassidy, when you just put in this little weirdsmobile of fun here and there, you get the best out of them. And this was great. And now at the forbidden door, we're going to get Will Ospreay taking on Orange Cassidy. What do you think of this whole, because you got the United Empire with Will Ospreay. You got Rapungi Vice slash chaos slash best friends with Orange Cassidy. What's going to happen here? What do you think? Everybody's coming through the glory hole. Everybody. Say that right. All right. Um, yeah. Look, I, I think you're right spot on with the Orange Cassidy thing. 
Less is more, right? Mm-hmm. Absence makes the heart grow fonder with the orange Cassidy because it's this. He's he's a great complement to that uber conceited but well qualified heel, right? Like the mm-hmm. uber conceited heel that actually can go. I'm thinking like Seth Rollins, right? Um yep. right, isn't cheating to win, but is just the fucking using a little nefarious tactics here and there. And then in comes Mr. Cool is just like, yeah, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like everything you're saying about yourself, whatever. My story, bro. That beat your ass, right? Like all of that's cool, and I love it. I I don't. Fine, I'm fine with that. I've heard the name Will Osprey. I've wanted to, see, you know what I mean? Like now I get to see it. I I have confirmed he's not necessarily my favorite style of wrestling, but he can still put on a great show in there. He's obviously very athletic, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming these folks have worked together. Him and Orange Cassidy. I don't know that, but. Um, I know Orange Cassidy can work this style really well, so I think we're going to get a great match out of it. Albeit, I I get the feeling Will Ospreay is standing tall in his team, right? I think they get the majority of the wins. However, they break these matches out, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. There has to be some wins for each promotion. Orange Cassidy yeah. can lose, and nothing, no steam is lost behind the character of Orange right. Cassidy. This one is yeah. a one-on-one, right? It's Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay, right? Exactly. Yeah, and I think one-on-one. Will Ospreay wins. There, yeah, so that's what we got. Now, I want to take a quick pause here because you brought up Will Ospreay. You weren't aware of him. You got to see him. Maybe you're not his, you know, he's not your style of wrestling, but he can put on a good match because Dax Harwood is your style of wrestling, and they meshed well, right? It was fine. It was good. It was the match of the night, again, in my opinion. Now, yeah. I said this on Twitter, at Table Show. I said, I am in no way an expert, but my takeaway from what I have seen of new Japan pro wrestling is that their wrestlers can put on an outstanding match, but their gimmicks are honestly really lame. Now, good friend of the show, Kata, he responded. He said, they being new Japan pro wrestling don't really do gimmicks unless you're. Rikushi Taki nailed it. That's probably not it. Whose gimmick is nothing but pulling. Yeah, but nothing but pulling his pants down and attacking people with his ass, which sounds fun. And then he said brutal. So that, it's all it takes to be a bit, new Japan star. I'd do that. I'd do it tomorrow. Uh, here, here's my question to you, though, is I, I think you kind of feel the same way, right? Is like new Japan putting on fun matches with AEW talent, but like it's lame, isn't it? I need stories. I need stories. They, Dave, at least with this Will Ospreay thing, trying to tell a little bit of a story of him coming in and being like, you guys are chumps. I'm better than you. Look at my dick. Everybody's right. like, fuck you, guy. And he's like, yeah, fuck you. Right? And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I can behind that. Yeah. So, because this leads uh, into the next segment, and it's John Moxley and uh, Tanahashi. And this is where the sentiment came from. They lost me from. a little on this. Well, here's my thing with Tanahashi. Moxley, first off, let me back up just for a second. Cuts an amazing promo, said, like, I've been chasing you. Because if you think of the Forbidden Door, it started with John Moxley. Glory he hole. really, yeah, the glory hole started with John Moxley. He got in there first, right? Right. And then, and then he, he kind of kicked this all off. <laughs> See how well this works? Yeah. He got in there first in that glory he hole. He's the first, first guy to go in, through. Yeah. First one in the hole. Um, <laughs> and then he came out, but then he went right back in. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's over and, and over again. So he cuts a great promo and he talks about how he started all this forbidden door stuff. He's been chasing Tanahashi because Tanahashi is the guy in new Japan and that's the one he wants to beat. And so 
at Forbidden Door, you know, he thinks he's the best, but John Moxley's better. That's fine. Great. And I get it. Tanahashi's first language is not English, so I'm not holding that against him. However, I I then kind of went down a, a rabbit hole, not the glory hole, but a rabbit hole of like, let's see the Tanahashi. I've seen some matches with Okada. I've seen some matches with Jericho and uh, Kenny Omega, but they're just like the match. And I didn't really see like who the character is. This guy, Tim, and correct me if I'm wrong on the live chat on Twitch or YouTube or in the comments or Twitter, wherever, let us know. Hashtag tweet table as well. But from all accounts, Tanahashi air guitars. That's it, man. Yeah. What yeah. the hell? That's your guy? I just, yeah. Well, and that's I just where it. I'm like, I don't, I, there's nothing for me to sink my teeth into. At least Moxley, I'm like, all right, I get why Moxley wants this match. I don't get why yeah. Tanahashi wants it. Well, Tanahashi just wants to be the champion. I get that, right? Like, yeah, sure. That's yeah, the, that makes sense. But like, it just to me, again, an American Midwestern white dude, you're trying to tell me, get into New really Japan. White. And I say, okay, well, then tell me your top guy is. Well, Moxley tells me it's Tanahashi. And I go, okay, let's check out this Tanahashi. And then I see air guitars. Fuck out of here. <laughs> What is that? No, yeah. I'm not watching that. Yeah, you're trying to tell me my favorite wrestlers, Hangman Adam Page, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley. Their one of their ultimate goals is to wrestle yeah. the air guitar guy. We had we had some folks who air guitar and we called them three man band, and they're none of them are fucking worth a shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one of them's employed, like, and well, no, I guess two of them are now, right? Yeah. Yeah, but Jinder's like, back there, right? Is he back yeah, there? He is. But he's not like on and off, right? Like he's on and off. But anyway, you get the point. Yeah. So, dude, what? Again, someone has to tell me because I must be missing something. But everything that I saw from a 30 minute clip watching special was that Tanahashi wins the title a lot. He's been around for a while and he air guitars. I think they're still. In an 80s mind frame over there where they still really love a match, right? Like, and we love a match. Don't get me wrong, but like, I need to care about its, its outcome going into it. I need to care about it going out of it. And that yeah. is done by storytelling. Exactly. Willard Yuta versus John Moxley. If it's just, again, your local pro wrestling show as your main event is something you're like, that's fun. But then if they're not advertised for the next show, you might not go to that show because it was a fine standalone match. When you put the story around Willer Yuta's trying to get into Blackpool Combat Club, Blackpool Combat Club sees him as a prospect, want to show him the way, but he has to go through the fire to get onto the other side. Then it makes a great match. And then I want to cheer for Willer Yuta. Like that's the thing. That's the thing that we've been saying for almost nine years. Like, the match was fun, but the match doesn't make me want to come back next week. The story around the match is why I'm tuning in every Wednesday night. Like, I don't care that Tanahashi can do a drop kick or whatever the fuck it is. Okada can do the best drop kick in the Look, business. If I just want to see feats of like athletic strength, like I'll watch things like the X Games, I'll go watch. 
You know what I mean? Sporting band. events. I'll go yeah. watch all kinds of things, right? Like, all Cirque du Soleil we've even discussed. I'll go to that. Exactly. But yeah. you know what? Oftentimes they even put a fucking story into it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <know>. Anyhow. <laughs> so they're going back and forth. Tanahashi doesn't even get a word. And, uh, and then Chris Jericho's music hits. He comes out looking very haggard because he just had a match. And he's also uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, and he's walking out with Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti. Uh, those two are making out. Uh, Chris Jericho then messes up a little bit. Not his fault, but kind of shows a hole in the storytelling. And he says, ah, Moxley, the only reason you're going to be wrestling Tanahashi is because I wasn't here last week. Which begs the question, why? Why the fuck were you not there in the Battle royal? If you wanted to wrestle Tanahashi, what were you doing? Yeah, what were you doing? Like, why weren't you? <laughs> why weren't you there? That's, you sound like an idiot. So anyhow, uh, from behind, Lance Archer, who's now, from how they kind of said it, a New Japan guy, even though I've seen him beat John Moxley in a Texas death match. Uh, and then uh, uh, some other guy, Desperado. This all got weird. It's all got weird. But he's on loan. They're, those two are on loan from Suzuki because they're in Suzuki Gun. Uh, and then Chris Jericho just announces that it's going to be a six-man tag. Now, one thing that I think is somewhat better than like Survivor Series, but a little bit less interesting, is you're getting Forbidden Door, but baby, fi- baby faces... Hole. Uh, every time I say forbidden door, you you correct it with a glory hole. That's glory hole. There it is. <laughs> uh, but you're getting baby faces and heels to align, and that at least makes coherent sense, right? Like Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho wouldn't just now be Team AEW against New Japan when they really hate each other. But it would make sense that Eddie Kingston like someone over in a different company and is like, Hey, me and you, you want to take out that guy? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. That makes a little bit more realistic sense than just now all of a sudden we're all wearing the same t-shirt fight for your t-shirt. Like fuck out of here. So what'd you think of Chris Jericho announcing the match? All the fun stuff. I just felt like I was lost. I was like, Jesus Christ. Now Jericho already added fucking what's his name into his group. Uh, earlier mm-hmm. in the show, and now he's got Lance Archer and fucking this other guy on side, but and here on comes all these other fucks. Yeah. Uh, and Anthony Creo says, I think a lot of AEW fans are big on independent companies, so they banked on the fans already knowing. Huh? Oh, you can't hear? I don't know. I think I'm still going. Uh, maybe the folks in the chat can let us know. Um, I don't understand. Check one, two, test one, oh, there two. There we go. All yeah, right. We're back. There we yeah, are. Everything kind of started to freeze up a little bit there. Weird. That was weird. That was weird. Uh, yeah. 2022. Okay. Everything's fucking yep. weird. So we were talking about um, Chris what, Jericho. This whole, and his yeah, group. this Jericho mix. I just. So Anthony Creo said in the chat, in the YouTube chat is where I was at. He said, I think yeah. a lot of AEW fans are big on independent companies. So they banked on the fans already knowing the New Japan wrestlers. 
I watched New Japan for a little bit several years ago, uh, and he did say he can hear. So maybe it was just you. Maybe yeah, I think it was me. Yeah, it was me. It was, it was me. me. I mean, I had a little blue circle on my yeah. my thing. Uh, you both look so lost. X zero. Hey, X zero. X eighty one. We'll know out of everybody. Another name for the show could have been technical difficult. Great tag could team. Have named, by the way. Jesus Christ. Great tag team. Yeah. You know, but like Jesus Christ, we're so yep. used to it that like we just expect it. So the moment something goes wrong, we're like, God damn it. Yeah. Here it is. Again. Happened again. What the fuck it is again. Uh, we're cursed. I think Dan Housen put a curse on us years ago. I have the picture Nine of it. Ago. Nine years ago. Yeah. I, man, I just, I'm a, look, this glory hole thing is just starting to be too much for me. You know what I mean? Like I've had enough of the glory hole, you know, that's saying something. Yeah. And also again, the other thing that's just not making sense is the motivations for most of the people. I understand Tanahashi wants to win another championship, right? That means more money. That means more exposure. That means more sponsorships. It would totally understand. I totally understand why Tanahashi wants to go from New Japan, come over to AEW to win the championship, right? You don't have to go too far into that. But why still does Will Ospreay want to fight Trent? Like what? Or Dax Harwood? Like that stuff is still like you're you're pulling straws here where it's just like, but it's just like how you said, it's like, he just thinks they're better than them. Well, why doesn't he think that he's better than Santana and Ortiz? Like why them? It still doesn't make sense. Yeah. So anyhow, let's get out of that. Um, Let's move on to, Ooh, a qualifying match in the all Atlantic championship. Here's our pal, Ethan page taking on Miro. Now, the thing that I thought was interesting about this match was Miro was a baby face from all accounts, getting the cheers coming from behind. What did you think about Miro just sliding into like the, the baby face role? Yeah. I, I love Miro and I love this feud love with Miro. God, right? And I love it's the best feud. It's the best. It's but, the best. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I mean, I think I, I mean I'm conflicted. I think it works better if he's saying heelish things, but I think it's gonna get a reaction the way we like it. I think other people are as well. So I think it's gonna be one of those like the crowd's gonna cheer him. Because Miro's on a vendetta against God, right? Like, how can you not be a, behind this guy, right? Like, you're rooting for him. So, I, I, but I just don't know if you purposely lean into that. I don't know. Well, I don't know if we're rooting for him, but <laughs> well, he can, <laughs> he can, he, the thing that's interesting is because he is feuding with God, right? Like, his God. He's feuding with his God. But like, his motivations can always change, right? It's I have to win. So now I'm babyface because I got to get to the next step. But then this guy, uh, God thinks is better than me. So now I'm going to do all the heel things to him. Right. So it's a really like shape shifter type of character, which is very interesting. And again, it's with no one on the roster. Yeah. It's with no well, one on but the you roster. You can make anybody fit into it because all exactly. say is like God put them in the way for any various reason. Yep. Could have been God 
revealed when you did this thing that it was because of this. And so now I've yep. got to be I'm behind, behind you. God, he's leading me to toying right. with me, leading me a trail of breadcrumbs. Yeah. You're so breadcrumb. it's so interesting. I, I just think, yeah, it's very fascinating. I think he's the most fascinating wrestler in pro wrestling today. Like right now, uh, what's today's date? Uh, the 16th of June, 2022, the year of our Lord and savior. Like he's the most interesting yeah. person in wrestling. Uh, now, so Miro gets the win, right? He goes over Ethan page. Here, here's a, here's my question for you about Ethan page. What do we do? Cause it seems like his promo where he tells Miro that he's going to pray to him was good. He looks the part is, is he just going to be second fiddle to, to Scorpio sky? Because of the two, I think Ethan page is better. And so I like, agree. but yeah, I just think that like, he's in that situation where, I don't think he's ever good. like, I just don't think they view him as like that top level guy. So they'll leave him in those levels. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he's real good. Like, right. His he's, promo was great. Yeah. Promo his was promo great. was awesome. Very, very good. But I just don't know. He's in no man's land because when he does get a feud with Darby Allen, he loses the casket match, right? That was the first one. And then he cuts a great promo on Miro, but then, he loses the qualifying match. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like uh, with um, Marina Shafir who sucks, but Ethan page doesn't, but like you have to win something on TV for me, for me to care. If you're winning things on dark and elevation, I don't, that doesn't matter. You're beating Dan, the dad. Like I love Dan, the dad, but like, that's not captivating. That's not going to hold my attention. So I just don't know what we do with him. Cause I think he's money. He's proven because I wasn't a fan when he came in. I when he was the Joker in the uh, ladder match, I was like that guy, mm-hmm. that guy from TNA or from Impact Wrestling who couldn't even do his own last match well, which was a fact. Um, in my opinion, it's a fact. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's he's been great in AEW. Like you've been awesome. watching Fox News. All right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, well, we can't agree on facts anymore. What are you telling? Right. Oh, Alternative yeah. facts. Alternative, exactly. Um, so yeah, Miro advances now. He takes on Pac next week or next in the tournament. I don't know if it's next week. So uh let's just do a quick prediction here. Who you got? You take Pac or you- I told you what's Miro. happening here. I told you what's happening. You did. Miro's gonna You're go going through Death Triangle, right? He's gonna do that little stick, and then he's gonna go up against Malachi Black. Malachi Black. And then it's gonna spark the feud between the House of Black demons that they are. Miro on his quest dethrone god that would be the best god tim i hope to i hope so much that you're right that would be the coolest fucking thing or you're not so (laughs) next we get of course right before the main event tim what do we get a women's match a women's match now this was dr Britt baker dmd taking on tony storm and this man was kind of bored with it because Tony Storm's not good. <laughs> yeah, Storm's but and good. I kind of and I kind of just understood. I was like, well, they're either setting the standard that Tony Storm is below Britt Baker, or or Tony Storm wins this. And so I just kind of thought I was like, ah, Tony Storm's going to win this. I mean, the match was fine. It was good. Like it, but it was nothing to write home about, and it didn't necessarily like 
make me think Tony Storm's fighting through, uh, you know, like a, an impossible attempt at this or anything like that. So I just there wasn't a whole lot to sink my teeth into. Yeah, and she beat Britt Baker pretty clean. Like it wasn't mm. a lot of one thing that I thought was clunky, and I wrote that on on her Twitter page uh, was that uh, Jamie Hader pulls out Tony Storm's uh, feet, drops her to the canvas right when she goes off the ropes. Thunder Rosa then just like jogs to the ring, which then Jamie Hader just jogs away from her. Mm-hmm. And then Tony Storm beats Britt Baker. And then Thunder Rosa just walks back out. I was like, this is my title. Here's my title. Was this a number one contenders match? Are we all just saying that because the week before Britt Baker and Tony Storm looked at the title at the same time? Like this feels like the most afterthought feud i've ever heard it's just like oh well those two they like so just have them stare at the title that'll be fine let's do that I oh mean, then, yeah. to make her look good have her beat our number one girl Britt baker there you go that 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 should suffice and it's like man what get another from all that tony khan yep. says he does he needs someone to help with like these kind of things yeah because it just makes me think i'm like well thunder rosa is gonna win because we didn't build this much this is just more fodder for thunder rosa i don't rank or it's just a, oh my God, what a shocking moment. Tony Storm wins. Like, I can see that. But it, it doesn't feel, again, it's, it might even be a good match, which from all accounts that I've ever seen of Tony Storm, not a good wrestler. No offense. Um, I just don't, I don't get it. Don't get it. Because again, you could have done so much more. You could have done Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm then get the victory next week. And then Tony Storm's like, I'm tired of looking at the title. I want it. Hits her in the back after they win. Then there's something. Like, I just came up with that in two seconds. That was way better than what they did here. Where just Brett Baker just lost, which, okay. Okay. (laughs) So that's what we got. Now let's move on to right before the main event. Actually, they did a little bit different because then they had a promo. It was the last match before the main event, but then they switched it up on us a little bit. They did a promo. Our guy, cowboy shit, hangman Adam Page. This is a uh, hangman Adam Page appreciation podcast, by the way. If any slander of hangman happens, uh, you're going to get uh, five across your lip. Anyhow, um, hangman comes out and was like, hey, I'm kind of a dumbass, <laughs> which I thought was great. He yeah. was like, I yeah. called out Okada thinking he was going to be the champ by the time we got to Forbidden Door, he lost to Jay White, but still want that title. And then Casper, the friendly ghost with the beard, Adam Cole comes out. Good God, would a tan kill him? He is so pale. He comes out, and again, just for as cool as he was when he started, he is now like the annoying friend. You know what I mean? It's just like, dude, go away. Stop. You are not. And so he's like, hey, again, you're not getting the title shot. I'm getting the title shot. So what did you think about that interaction? I told you how I felt. What did you I agree with you, man? Like, I I understood when when Adam Cole kind of hit the scene with the NXT thing. I mean, Adam Cole's been around, but like the mainstream scene and everybody's like, this is the coolest guy. I was kind of like, this is the coolest guy. And then I got a little bit behind the Adam Cole baby, right? And I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. That's fun. And then they did the Undisputed Era, and that had a decent run. But right after that, as you said, it's turned into this, like, annoying shtick. And it feels like 
Like he hasn't let go, right? Like he hasn't changed anything, right? Like the, the catchphrase isn't changing. Mannerisms aren't changing. The stick isn't changing. So it's just Adam Cole, baby. So I'm just like, yeah, okay, I get it. Right? Like now you're no longer the coolest guy in the room. You're just doing your thing. You're just getting your shit in. And it just feels, yeah. And I kind of like that, you know, he thought Jay White was going to be his buddy here, which we'll get into. And, and it was like, yeah, yeah fuck you. <laughs> Well, and the other thing that just doesn't fit with me is I understand from Adam Cole's perspective that he could talk himself into, I won the Owen Hart tournament. You lost your title. If anyone's getting anything, it's the one who just most recently won. But it's also like you lost repeatedly to Hangman Adam Page like a month ago. You know yeah, what I he mean? Just like he even it, said it, that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just yeah. like, dude. That's why it's annoying to me. It's like, yeah, get out of here. So anyhow, uh, like you said, Jay White then comes from behind and hits old uh, hangman in the back, or he hits his finisher on him. Ah, I got him, right? And then cuts a quick promo where he's like, I'm the man, and neither one of you guys are getting a shot, which then I'm Cole's like, wait a minute, huh? We said, Fuck. right. And Jay was like, nah, fuck yourself. You're a nerd. Fuck you. Yeah. And so what happens here? Tell me what happens here, Tim. When is the glory hole? To, uh, two weeks. Next week is the go home. And then it's so glory maybe hole we time. work something to where we get a triple threat. That's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen at the glory hole. So I don't know what's going to happen to the most interesting person in this storyline, Hangman Adam Page. That's what makes me a little nervous is because it was said by Adam Cole that Okada's not going to be there. He's not there, which, okay. Uh, he's a big player over there, so it kind of feels weird, but all right. Um, Jay White says, neither one of you guys are getting the shot. I call my own shot. I know a little bit of Bullet Club history, begrudgingly. And I know there's someone that hasn't been on AEW television for a little over a hundred days. And wouldn't it be great that with no CM Punk at Forbidden Door Glory Hole, Glory Hole. We get we get Jay White standing in the middle of the ring saying, There's only one person that can tie uh, challenge for this title, and it's the return of Kenny Omega. Because if you recall. It was Jay White who kicked out Kenny Omega from the Bullet Club. So full circle, circle jerk. That's what we love. We got to get that match. And the whole thing, as I said before, John Moxley started this whole thing from a TV perspective, right? He was the first one that said, I'm fighting New Japan guys. This is what I'm doing. Uh, I'm going through the glory hole, sticking it in, coming back out, sticking it in. I'm beating you all up, right? Uh, he started it, but if anyone benefits from glory hole, the one that's getting off first is Kenny Omega. I can't believe we didn't come up with his name earlier. Shout out to, uh, (laughs) Anthony Carrillo there. Yes. Glory hole. Love it. (laughs) Yes. So it's going to be a Kenny Omega. God damn it. Tommy scoop me. And and then Kenny Omega being your IWGP heavyweight champion as an AEW competitor is the win-win for everyone. 
Because then yep. he can go up against Okada, and then he can go up against Tanahashi, and then he can go up against, uh, you know, his tag team partner from the Golden Lovers, and then he can go up against Jay White again. And he already did this once. We already proven that he can do the whole multiple schedule thing. Yep. It's Kenny Omega. And yep. CM Punk's out, so you got to give Chicago your home base, your de facto home base for big-time moments, a big moment, so... The return of Kenny Omega, I think, is what's going to happen. At here. the glory hole. At the glory hole. He's getting off at the glory hole. Coming back to the glory hole. Oh, he's coming. He's coming. <laughs> glory hole. Um. All right. So that happened. And then. And then we get the ladder match. Hmm. The abbreviated ladder match for the AW World Tag Team Championship. Jurassic Express taking on the Young Bucks. And just in typical fashion, this was fun, right? They've done this yeah, multiple times now. So there was no nothing new under the sun, as they say, but it was still fun, right? So what did you think? Yes. Well, we've done ladder matches. I think we've gotten every ladder match spot you can get. Anything else is just a variation of something that's been done at this point. So I think pro wrestling's in need for a new kind of gimmick match. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll say that, but... We haven't seen like a TLC here um, yet. I feel like at AEW, right? Like, I mean, if, like maybe at oh, Blood well, and Guts, you got some TLC stuff, right? But like, well, no, because like you've seen it, uh, you've seen the Lucha Bros and yes, Young true. Bucks do a, yep. their shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you've yeah. done, you've done uh, at the last pay per view, you did the triple threat yeah. with Team Taz, Keith Lee, and Swerve. Sure, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, that's right. Jurassic. They had some in there. Yeah. But, you, you know, I mean, like it, it hasn't felt overdone at least, and so you know, and right. they hit all the spots here. I mean, there were some spots where I thought Luchasaurus was dead. Yep, that last one. I thought God. Luchasaurus literally was like, "Man, you overshot." I think you hit your head on the floor. Yeah, are you conscious? So now maybe he doesn't think he's a dinosaur anymore. Anyway, I'm telling anyway. you, that needs to be the thing anyway. because the fallout from this match is we have new. Tag team champions, the Young Bucks, first two-time tag team champions. And like we mentioned, Luchasaurus gets dropped on his head from, you know, the top of the arena, it looked like. I think 85 And and, uh, old Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, tweaked his knee or his leg, some type of leg injury. He needs assistance out of the ring. Christian goes up. He's like, I'll help you out you know what? You're a piece of shit. And then turns on him, gives him the kill switch, gives him a concerto. Which actually I think hit his head. If you watch that. Oh yeah. Well, and there's like a piece that popped off too. So like the chair almost broke on his head too. Um, And again, he didn't kill him, but he damn near tried. And that's how we end the show. Tim, what'd you think of that? Loved it. I think we've been asking for this and, and saying like, Hey, it's finally happening. It's, 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 coming right we could see it they were starting to telegraph it and it happened and the spot went perfectly and christian played this so great like he's the best god he's the best and then there's a clip out on twitter of after the show went off the air with him engaging with jungle boy's mom and sister yep oh where he's just like he's gonna be eating his breakfast through a fucking straw he's a piece of shit <laughs> like you, mm-hmm. you raised a piece of shit God, I love it. I've been waiting for a heel Christian for a while now, and I'm excited. Yeah, I think this is where the fun happens, right? This is where we go back to 
was it a battle royal that Jungle Boy beat Christian? Right. Remember that's yeah, how it right. started, and then Christian so. was like, "Hey, pal, you're you're not that bad. You beat me, right?" And I also like that we didn't do, even though it could have easily been done, that Christian cost Jurassic Express the titles, right? It wasn't Jungle Boy's about to grab it. Christian hits him with the chair in the back, and then the young bucks get the titles like Jurassic express lost clean. I do like that part about this this angle because then it plays into Christian going like, yeah, you suck piece of shit. Yeah. Like look at him. He's four foot seven. He sucks. And he lost to the young bucks. The guy that lost his shoe during this match, like too worried about his goddamn sideburns instead of winning matches. Yeah. Those guys, the guys that do the vlog. It's great. You have eight abs. Good job. You lost to some yeah. doughy fucking. You don't. Yeah. You lost to some doughy forty-year-olds who call themselves young. Yeah, one guy has a receding hairline for Christ's sake. Hey, one of them's older you than know? me for fuck's sake. Yeah, and so that's who you lost to. By the way, uh, Theo in the Twitch chat says, "Did one of the young bucks still have you blocked, T Mac?" Oh, they both do. Yeah, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does Kevin Owens. So does JBL. Yeah, JBL and Kevin Owens. Like, what the hell happened there? Ah, fuck him. I don't know. Um, we need more wrestling fans like Cutie Marshall, our biggest fan. Cutie Marshall loves us, and we love him. Thanks, Cutie. You're the man. Um, so, yeah, that was AEW uh, Dynamite. Thought it was really fun. Road Rager. Road Rager. I do wish, though, the only thing that I was honestly looking forward to that they didn't make any mention of or talk about even in the slightest was from the previous week that we were at on the floor floor seats floor seats uh swerve strickland and keith lee yeah are we cool are we not i get that we're doing promo packages for darby allen and and, uh the fish bobby fish because we're doing that at rampage on on friday but i kind of wanted a follow-up of something from at least that, because that was interesting. That was a big spot. And then that was it. Yeah, so yeah. that, was, that was my only criticism as far as stories is I wanted something there. Instead, we got Chris Jericho twice. That couldn't have happened. That could have, could have done the second thing. Could have done without the second thing. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. Um, but we did it. So what did you think? That was dynamite. No, I thought it was good. I I walked away once again, being like, that was a good show. Really enjoyed myself. Like you said, there was a few things where I would have done differently, but that's always the case because we're just better than you. You know it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still waiting. Tell me, tell me that real quick before we maybe wrap up here. MJF. He is the boogeyman right now of AEW. Tell me, tell me what happens here. Well, I don't think we see him at the glory hole. Right, I don't think that's the spot for him. So, when's their next big event after that? I don't know yeah, the schedule know. off the top of my head, but the next pay per view. You think we see him at the next pay per view? Yeah, I just don't know where we go because, like, you know, the whole shtick. And somebody brought this up was a good point. Was like, you know, his whole shtick was, hey, "Fuck you, you weren't paying me enough. Fuck out of here, I'm gone." Well, then if he's not getting paid, then why would he be coming back around to fuck with Tony Khan? And another aspect that was lost on all that is like, aren't you rich? Like, yeah, are you rich? 
Well, well, but again, he said this is Max, well, whatever his real last name. Well, was, yeah, but and also like, his, I mean, I mean, you get rich by making sure people pay you your motherfucking money. So yeah, I got it. I got it, Tim. Okay, this is T Max story time. He does come back to glory. Which we're going to bring back, by the way. Yes, right, he's yeah. coming back at glory hole. At the glory hole. Yes. MJF is coming to glory hole. Yep. You know why? He'll be coming through the glory hole. The biggest criticism he had is why don't you pay me like the other ex WWE guys, right? And obviously he has a beef with AEW. So what's the quickest way to fuck over the company and go after someone you don't like because they're ex WWE guy. You interfere with Tanahashi and John Moxley. Tanahashi becomes your interim champion because again, that eventually will be leading to CM Punk and they still want that match. MJF fucks over John uh, Moxley. I've heard that there's an idea that they swap the titles for a while, right? So like you and, said, Tanahashi would have the AEW title. And meanwhile, we got Kenny Omega running around AEW yeah. with the IWGP. Not and shocked promoting each other. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked at that either. So yeah, and I so, can see that. And so, yeah, you we, have, we haven't got MJF Moxley yet, have we? We did once. Remember when he Briefly, did the right? campaign thing? When he was yeah. doing the MJF 2020 thing? Yep, that's right. Uh, that was but early, I can though. see, yeah, that was early, and it was kind of just a one-off, and they left it. It was pre-MJF but, being as big as he is now. Yes. So MJF going full, you are everything I hate about this company. You came in, Dean, and he just calls him Dean like six or seven times, you know? like, And John Moxley just going ape shit is Every time fantastic. he calls him Dean, yeah. 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 And again... Who's John Moxley's support system in AEW? Ex WWE guys. Who's he going to go to? William Regal, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, for for help. That's again everything that MJF hates. And for as much as John Moxley can be like, I've been here since day one. He didn't. Right. Sure. He came in as a surprise at the first pay per view. So that's what I would do. Is there you go. Those two go crazy on each other for until you get the CM Punk Tanahashi thing wrapped up, and then you get something from there, some fun from there. But that's what I, I like would it. do. All right. Okay. We'll see, man. That's an exciting thing still hanging out there, right? Because we're like, when mm-hmm. does MJF resurface and where and how? And it's going to be exciting. And I'm excited for that. I'm excited for more AW Dynamite. I'm mean, like, I'm always excited for the glory hole. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens there. We're going to go so many times in and out of that glory hole. Oh yeah. Next Ooh. week we're going to be all over that glory hole. Oh, like you we're going to be the go home. Yeah. Right? So go we're going to be all around that glory hole. We're going to be on this side and that side of it. We're going to be giving you picks. And when we give you picks, we're going to be coming. I tell you what, we're going to be coming with those picks in the glory hole. All right, I'm leaving on that one. That's all I've got. That's that's enough. We'll see you next week. <laughs> the Spanish announce table.